Yeah, what's good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy. Five mics, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. It's the Idea Manhood Podcast, Season 2, Episode 13. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, You know, there's something about getting into an MRI machine that, like, see, I don't know. It, it, there's something about getting into an MRI machine. There's something about it, right? This is, uh, I had to get an MRI yesterday. Uh, no, um, Monday, Tuesday. I had to get an MRI on Tuesday because, uh, I was having, I had two weeks of headaches. I had, you know, 10 days of a headache. It wasn't going away. It's not like, oh, it would just happen at night and then it would go away during the day. No. This headache was around the clock. All day, every day. Uh, I've never had a migraine, I don't think. But based on what I read online, it wasn't a migraine. It wasn't one of those, like, I have to go sit in a dark room type of headaches uh, with sunglasses on. It was a type of headache that was like, you know, you you wake up with a slight hangover and you got that like little throbby thing going on. It was like that. And it was constant. Um, it was at the back left side of my head. Um, back left side, like right at my, like above my neck, like at all my actual head, right? And, um, you know, it started about, I think it's November 25th. It was Saturday, November 25th. Family and I went, um, we went to Six Flags. But before that, that morning, I went on a run. I went for five-mile run. And while I was running, I felt the headache kind of creep up on me. Like, it came up from my neck. It kind of was like, ah. And I felt it, kind of shook it off a little bit. And I was like, what? what was that? That was weird. So I got home, took a shower, still there. And I was like, man, this is weird. This won't go away. I'm taking t- I took some Tylenol that day. Kind of went away. But even with the Tylenol, because I thought it might have been a hangover. I thought maybe I had too much to drink the night before, even though I didn't. But I was like, maybe I did. I don't know. Took some Tylenol. And then later that, e- later that evening, family went to Six Flags. Do the little Six Flags holiday in the park, right? And so we're riding rides, and we're walking around, and we're... Going round and round on the teacups and round and round on this and heads going back and forth on this roller coaster. So that didn't help my cause, right? So when I got home, headache was a little worse, right? Still throbbing, still one spot. It wasn't all over my head. It was in one spot. And uh, it was it was pretty bad. It wasn't unbearable. I was still able to function for the most part normally, but it was getting worse. That night, I uh, went to bed, and I woke up maybe 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning with, like, a pounding headache. Like, it was a house party in Chicago on the left side of my head. I was talking, woof, woof, woof. That's what it felt like. I was like, yo, what's going on? So, you know, like a man, I kind of, I didn't suffer. I wasn't suffering, but, I, you know, I didn't say anything. I'm like, man, I got a headache. Got up, 
went and got some ibuprofen, you know, came back to bed. Pain went away enough for me to go to sleep. Woke up the next day, headache was still there. Went to sleep, same thing, woke up from the headache. Monday, headache was still there. So now, it was like two, three, four days, four days with an ongoing headache. Now, it's not subsiding. It's not going anywhere. It's always there, even when I'm taking medicine, right? Uh, and so, I'm approaching 40. I can turn 40 next month. So I said, you know, let me knock out two birds with one stone. Let me go to the doctor. I set up a physical. You should be proud of me because I haven't had one in two years. Because why? Um, that's not good. Hey, listen, that is not good. Uh, that, that's not good. Men should get physicals every year, especially now that I'm 40. I know I have to get a physical every year, prostate exam, all that. I'm going to be doing that. Right. But I hadn't had a physical in a while. You know, I'm feeling good. Whatever, whatever. Get out of my business. <laughs> so I call the doctor and I tell him, you know, I'm having a headache. You know, I've been having this headache for two or three, you know, three or four days now. So he's like, okay, come in. You know, it's, it sounds like, you know, we can take care of it. We can look at it while you're here. So the, do- the doctor's appointment was maybe three days away. Every day, headache was there. Headache was there all day. Couldn't work out, which is very important to me, but I couldn't work out. Uh, I kind of took it like, oh, maybe my body is telling me to, you know, take a break from working out. So I took a break from working out. Headache was still there. All right, well, you know, let me do some breathing exercises. You know, I'm trying to, you know, do all the things that we know to do if we're stressed. It's like, is this stress? I don't know. I don't feel stressed. I didn't feel stressed. It was, you know, life is stressful. It's stress every day. So it wasn't like I was extra stressed, you know. There's a situation going on at work. A situation going on at work with a colleague and, you know, but it's been going on. So it wasn't like, it was no big deal. I got this, you know, because because I men, right? I men, because that's how men do. We're like, I got this. I don't need no help. And while I wasn't to that extreme, it just didn't seem warranted for me to like call the Calvary and be like, oh, I need, you know, to go to the doctor. I got a headache. Let's go to the ER. Let's get some, you know, temple rub like I didn't need all that so I didn't really I told my wife I didn't really like tell her how bad it was because my wife jumps out the window when it comes to anything medical like she hops all the way out the Porsche and hops back in when it comes to like oh I think I hurt my toe let's go to the doctor keys starts the car and next thing you know we're in the emergency room so I didn't want to do all that so, um, you know, I, I called the doctor on my own. You know, my wife didn't even have to tell me. Y'all should be proud. Man, you got to go to the doctor. I know it's horrible. We don't like it. Um, but I called the doctor. Uh, went, went, went on my physical. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, maybe my blood pressure is really high. Because, you know, of course, you go on WebMD. You go online. You type in headache. I type in, you know, headache back of my you know back left side of head and all sorts of stuff comes out aneurysm you're gonna have a stroke you got 24 hours to live and it's like everything was like see this is why men don't go to doctor this is just so dramatic but all the things that they said it could be it i stopped i read something that said you know it could be a caffeine deficiency i was like oh let me get some soda let me drink some more coffee at the same time like oh 
Maybe you're not drinking enough water. All right, let me drink more water. Oh, maybe your blood pressure's too high. All right, let me not eat any salt for a couple days and make sure, let's try to regulate it. Nothing worked, right? Nothing worked. All my little tricks, nothing worked. This was the first time in my life where something was happening to me and I couldn't control it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you have a sprained ankle, you break your hand or something, you know, that's done. You wrap it up in a cast and you keep on moving. Then you're, you know, you have that disability for however long. But this one was like, I couldn't control it. And it was getting worse. It's like, what the hell is going on? So the doctor checks my vitals at the physical blood pressure. Perfect. 120 over 76. He's like, oh, man, you lost some weight since last year. I'm like, yes, doctor, I did. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, cholesterol levels. Perfect. You know, um, took my blood. Everything was hunky dory. Everything was good. He's like, you look to be in great shape. What are these headaches about? So I explained to them, explained to him where it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. He was like, all right. Um, my doctor's Jamaican. So he's like, so we're going to start. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to take away from the story by trying to do an accent. Um, <laughs> but he says, uh, you know, you probably just have, it's probably just a tension headache. Like, what? The fuck? What? What are you talking about? I ain't got no tension. Um, so he's like, it's probably a tension headache. Uh, he was like, you know, I'm going to suggest an MRI. And he starts to write. I was like, excuse me, excuse, 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 uh, uh, MR what? Hmm? Huh? A MR who? A M what I? So, um... So I was like, why, why, why are we suggesting an MRI? I'm trying to like not be worried about it, but I'm like, what the, what, why? Uh, he's like, you know, he's like, it's probably just attention headaches. So I was like, what causes attention headache? So he says it could be anything from your posture to, how, you know, how you sit. It could be, you know, if you're under a lot of stress, are you tense? Do you feel tense? And I was like, I don't, I really didn't like, <clears throat> I didn't feel tense. Uh, I didn't feel under any more stress than I normally am, right? It just felt, you know, it was fine. And so he suggests the MRI. I was like, dang on it. All right. So I started off the show saying there's no other feeling than like going into an MRI that'll make you like question your whole life. Like it's something about if you ever had an MRI, you know, you're going into this uh, I can't even think of the size to compare it to. It's basically like the size of a car, right? A machine that's like the size of a large uh, of a of a car, and it has a you know a cutout hole in the middle, and they slide your body in, and then there's a series of you know X-rays that takes pictures of the inside of your brain and uh, or the inside of your body. Uh, you know, and it's very, very loud. It's a very tight space. So imagine laying in a coffin. That's what an MRI is like um, in a large coffin. Um, and so took the MRI. That was cool. And that was that. Um, <clears throat> what happened throughout this time was My mom took the kids for part of the weekend, right? So in between the doctor's appointment and the MRI, my mom took the kids uh, so that my wife and I could have 
an evening and a morning by ourselves and we went to this really cool food and wine festival in D.C. And um, after the kids went away, my headache went away, y'all. I had a headache for 10 days, 11 days. My mom took the kids away for 10 hours and my headache was gone. I don't know if there's a correlation or not. I'm not a doctor, but even since the kids have come back, my headache has not come back. I say all that to say this. Um, you know, men, we don't take a chance a lot of times to stop and smell the roses. Now, that sounds crazy. And that sounds like it doesn't even sound masculine. And I'm not talking about actual roses. I'm talking about we don't often take a chance to stop doing what we're doing or just stop doing. Right. Like a lot of us, like we are in autopilot. You know, it's not that we're unhappy. It's not that we're extremely elated. We're just moving. You know, we love our jobs. We love our families. We love our kids. We love our spaces. We love our friends. But we don't really take the time to process how all of that and how the intersection of all of those things impact our life. We just do. And a lot of us don't stop until we're forced to stop. Right? And so to me, this headache was like my body forcing me to stop. But I wasn't going to stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, if my mom didn't take the kids, it would have just been like, you know, a normal weekend. I would have probably still had a headache and things would have kept on moving as normal. You know, so this is the first time in my life that I could not control my body. Like, I couldn't stop my headache from hurting on its own, right? Took medicine. The doctor gave me these barbiturates, I think. I think that's what they're called. It was something that they don't even, like, even to get a prescription, I had to show, like, 12 forms of ID. And I had to take, like, a handwritten note from my doctor that had gang signs on it. Like, all this stuff to get this medicine. And it was basically like, don't take this medicine during the day. Don't drive with it in your car. You know, only take it at night and go to sleep. Because you might die or kill someone. And, you know, like, that's the kind of warning and the side effects of, with this medicine. It was basically like what I assumed. I don't know what barbiturates are. I probably should have looked it up. I looked at the side effects of this medicine. And it was basically like cocaine. It was cocaine. He gave me cocaine. My doctor prescribed me cocaine. And essentially, you know, like I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but a reason that can cause, you know, a, a, something that can cause headaches is you know a lot of different things but one of the reasons is a lack of caffeine um and so basically that's what cocaine is it's a lot a lot a lot of caffeine there's ca cocaine and caffeine and that's why coke used to have coca-cola used to have coke and all that stuff coffee all that stuff so you know he essentially gave me these pills they didn't work they didn't do anything like they had no effect on my body right so think about like, think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like what level of, I don't like using the word stress because 
stress is so indescript. Like, it's so random. Like, people get stressed out over traffic. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get, at least this is what I thought. This is how a lot of men think. I didn't think I was stressed out. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think that anything was wrong. I didn't think that I needed a break, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? But what my body told me, and after the kids were gone, clearly I needed a break. That's what this whole thing was, needing a break. And I wonder how many men go through, and women, of course I'm talking to men and women, but you know, it's the idea of man, I'm talking to y'all. So, you know, I wonder how many people go through life on cruise control, not unhappy, they even might be happy, and end up sick, end up, you know, injured, end up, you know, really bad off, because they didn't take time to figure out what their bodies needed, what type of rest they needed, or what their body was really telling them. And so even with all the medicine, with all the Tylenol I took, I probably took, I was taking six six or more ibuprofens a day. I know it says you only should take six in 24-hour period, but at one time the headaches were so bad that the ibuprofens were the only thing that was working. And I was probably taking, for like a three or four-day stretch, I was probably taking eight, nine of them a day, right? All this medicine, you know, all this, the cocaine that my doctor gave me, you know what I'm saying? My headache didn't go away. My kids were gone, literally, for six hours. My mom took away at night. I woke up in the morning on my own with no alarm clock to the sun shining in. I made some coffee. I was able to hang out with my wife and actually talk to her. And my headache was gone. And it hasn't come back. That's, a, that's, that's mind-blowing to me. My headache hasn't come back. All that medicine. My body was telling me, son, your kids are taking you down. I just told my wife a couple days before, um, you know, while I was having the headaches. Oh, man, this might have been after. I can't remember. But I told my wife, I was like, yo, I know this is not, you know, this is not best practice in a marriage or in, you know, as a parent, as a dad. And I'm supposed to be Superman. And I'm supposed to be able to handle all this, but these kids are taking me down. I just said that to her. She's like, she laughed at me. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't know. I was like, you know, I'm I'm not a very patient person anyway. But when it comes to the kids, like I'm a lot more patient than I am in real life, right? But it's something about what the kids have been needing. And that they needed from me in particular in the past few months, that it's been incessant, incessant. And, you know, I haven't been suffering. It's not, oh, he was suffering in silence. No, it wasn't that dramatic. I was just doing, like, I was just in the routine and going with it. You know, it was like three or four times a week. One or both of the kids were waking up with nightmares. My daughter was waking up at 2 a.m. talking about she's hungry. My son, you know, 
was, you know, flipping up at school and I had to set him straight. So it was like, you know, when I came home from work, it was like literally, I know parents say this a lot, a lot but it was like a whole nother set of work. And it was different. It was a lot more intense over the past few weeks and months. And so, you know, I told her, I was like, yo, they're trying to take me out, son. These headaches, I think, are the kids. And sure enough, the kids are gone for, like I said, eight to ten hours from the time when my mom took them and we woke up in the morning and my headache was gone. And that was Saturday, December 3rd, and my headache hasn't come back yet. And it's December the 8th. And my headache hasn't come back yet. I don't want to say it hasn't come back yet. I don't want it to come back, but I haven't had a headache since December 3rd. And I had a headache for 10 days prior to that. So um, I say all of that to say, you know, MRIs are real. You know, it really causes you to to question everything when you're inside that machine for 30 minutes. Uh, But then also to the men. Holiday season is tough, you know, and it's not just stress. Like I said, stress is so stress is not tangible. Um, But the collection of all of the things, all of the wheels that are spinning, you know, a lot of times we're just on a trajectory to go. That's the that's the type of, you know, that's what I know husbands to do myself included my boys people i know people i don't I, I see husbands just doing right because that's what is needed in the family they don't take time to figure out is it is, am i okay is everything okay like you know it doesn't have to be like oh you're crying for help but it just need i think as men we have to be a little bit more aware of what our bodies are telling us a little bit more aware of you know, the triggers around us that are setting us off and setting us in certain directions and hurting our bodies a certain way or making our health, impacting our health in a certain way. Um, I think we just have to be a lot more cognizant of that. Uh, And and that's my, and that's my, uh, that's my message today. You know, it's December 8th, 17 days until Christmas is 24 days until thing, uh, till new year's, you know, uh, I encourage and I implore all of you men and the women in, you know, women that have men in your life to, to really encourage them in, in a cool way, because here's what like women will be like, because women are under so much stress and everybody thinks that women's struggles are, are more than men's. Um, so when women tell their husbands or their significant others or whatever, you know, maybe you should take a break. There's usually a bit of sarcasm with it. There's usually a bit of like low key hate with it. You know, it's usually not coming from like the most genuine. It doesn't seem to come from the most genuine place. A lot of times, sometimes I'm like, Oh, you need a break. I need a break too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, men, sometimes we got to stake our claim ourselves and be like, look, I need a break. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, 
I just need to be away. I just need some time. I just need some quiet. I need some peace. I need some time with my thoughts. I need to go right. Man, if you're not journaling, I know that sounds like the softest thing ever, but whatever you can do, I have a podcast, so I could talk, you know, and talk my things out. But if you don't have a podcast, if you got to get some things, if you have these brilliant ideas and don't have a way to express them, journal them down, write them, talk to somebody, uh, figure out a time where you could talk with other people you know what i'm saying if you're if, if if you know if you have a kid or children and you're married and you know figure out a, some or you're not if you're married but if you you know are with the children's mother or you have time be like talk to somebody you know get your thoughts out there you know don't i don't say suffer don't what is it called uh I don't want to make it seem like men are suffering because women can't handle men suffering because they feel they're suffering too much. So we're not suffering in silence, but we are moving in silence. We are gliding in silence. I don't even know what it's called. I'm gonna come up with it though. I'm gonna come up with the with the term that that captures what I think a lot of men uh, do and how they get themselves. Um, in situations where their health takes over and and their health tells them what they can and can't do not you know what they really want to do or not do um i want to come up with the word for that anyhow thank y'all so much for tuning in um it's the idea of manhood it's season two episode 13 uh rate review comment spread the word and i'll holler at y'all next week peace